Hello, Miles. Hello, Ernie. Hello, guys, world. gals, and people. People. Um, how are we doing today? Episode four, we've made it to. I know we we're really going for it. We we're, we're going. Yeah, we are. How how are you feeling today? I'll be honest. Um, feel a little crappy about myself. Mm-hmm. Feeling a little insecure. That must suck. I feel really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I've. R- I'm really feeling in love with the man in the mirror recently. Are you? No. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, me neither. Really having a hard time. I mean, we should get into that <coughs> on the podcast today. Is what I was thinking, but um, realistically today, what's been on my mind is I um, I put on my close friend's story that I was doing a podcast. I kind of made fun of my of myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like capture. I put a picture of like us on the podcast in this setup. Mm-hmm. I captioned it like, "We're like changing the world, guys." Oh God, and. A lot of people, a lot of people in my life, women in my life particularly, replied and said, this is my least favorite thing to see. Two men, (laughs) two men with mics talking. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a stereotype. Um, And I just thought that was a funny meta thing to just chat about on the podcast, what I would call those people out. Yeah. Um, for what they said to me. I learned a long time ago that... You're getting a call right now. Most people aren't going to support you. You know? Um, yeah, I guess so. But, um... But we're doing it anyways. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing it anyway. Uh, what else is on my mind? I just thought we'd start this one off, like, a little bit light and fun and airy and just talking about, like, current affairs in our lives. Mm. Because... You know, past three episodes, it's been, like, bipolar, trans, daddy dad trauma, issues, daddy issues. Like, let's have a loosey-goosey chat about just what's going on. Ease him in, and then let's hit him with the body dysmorphia today, guys. Ooh, body dysmorphia. Let's Fun. go. Um, what else was on my mind today? Someone, um, I was talking to someone, and they told me that they... We're using, I said, oh, do you have Spotify? Oh. This is something I want to get into. Oh. I said, hey, do you use Spotify? And this person said, no, I don't use it. I'm different. Like joking. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you're lame. You use Apple Music. You know what they use? Amazon Music. No. Yeah. You know, I think my sisters use Amazon Music. That's Mary, Donna, God bless you, but, like, do you want to join my Spotify family account? We can change We can change oh your life. God, this could be, like, our first family account together. Yeah, I have, like, three places left. I think I'm on your family account. Well, this is the thing. I, Miles was using Apple Music. I mean, shout I, out Apple Music. Apple Music is cool. Yeah, no, I am not a fan of Apple Music. I think Spotify is just the superior. So I said to Miles, hey, let me change your life. And I put him on my 
Spotify family account. Mm-hmm. I did the same for this person because, I mean, number one, you're in the trenches. If you're on Amazon Music, kind of in the trenches. But, like, why do you care so much? Do you not think that's a little bit weird? I mean, I don't use it personally, but, like, to each their own, dude. To each their own, but, like, imagine how much I could improve your lifestyle. But do you feel like you feel this deeply about it because you are, like, unbelievably OCD? Um, Mic drop? No, actually. I think <laughs> that I'm just right. <laughs> I think that I, if I pulled someone else in here, Miles, who is not a millennial and they're, they're Gen Z, they would also be like, Ugh. Amazon. Oh, yeah, you use Amazon Music? What if there's someone listening right now that uses Amazon Music and you just, they're done with us? Do you want to join my Spotify like, family account? God, we should start a Call Me Data family spot, like, Thousands of people. Just thousands of people on the yeah, on the family account? Thousands. Well, I have four places left. Uh, Mary, Donna, feel free. I think Mary and Donna should get on there. Yeah, why not? You, you should you hook them up, dude. I love Spotify. You can, like, share playlists. You hook up my sisters or you're fired. Okay, well, you can't actually fire me. I can. What would you have? <laughs> what would you have, Miles? What would you have left? You're replaceable, dude. <laughs> uh, does not compute. <laughs> I don't know about that one. No, nah, I wouldn't fire you. Um, you also couldn't. I don't think you could get rid of me. True. You would lose your Spotify family account. Damn privileges. I guess I'd have to go to Amazon Music. Yeah. Anyway, that was like really a jarring thing. Um, that someone told me. You like that really affected you. I thought it was weird. Okay. And that's that's that. Yeah. Anything jarring you have to contribute? Yeah, I got an email today from my agents. Oh, now we're going to the buddy Nismorphia. Okay. Here we go. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I basically got an email from my agents saying that I don't look how I usually do and I have to stop drinking pints with my friends verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, and I feel weird, you know? I feel like part of me is, like, bummed because I hate when they talk about my body. Mm-hmm. Part of me is, like, do I really look that bad? And then part of me is, like, I'm so ready to be done with modeling, and, like, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of raising my family like this. Sick of waiting for money. I'm sick of wondering if I'm going to work. I'm just over it. So, like, there's a huge part of me that's I'm, like... I'm done. And there's also a part of me that's like, do I really look that bad? I mean, two things. One, um, number one, I really don't see that as comparable to my Amazon Music debacle. <laughs> I think that that's lightweight, honestly. I don't really know how that yeah, affected you so much. Show. Uh, second thing, F agents, in my opinion. They, I mean... I don't know if many people will really know about what an agent is if you're not in the world. The if you if you haven't been a model like both of us have been. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you want like a over six foot model like the two of us are, you probably don't know what an agent is. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you explain? What an agent is? 
Yeah, like what that job role is, like what role they play in yeah. your career so as a model. As a model, you have what is called an agent or sometimes referred to as a booker. And these are the people who are at your agency that book you jobs. They represent you and they help you get jobs. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. I'm just going to check the camera. Okay. And uh, essentially their role is to just like, you know, put you out into the world and, you know, help you get work. And I've had an agent since I was 15. Mm-hmm. 32 now, so more than half my life. Same agent? No, no, but okay. agent nonetheless. Okay. And when does that role become like toxic and damaging? I don't know. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. at the one, there's two, it's two points here, man. I mean, like, one point is like you do have to look your best to get work. Mm-hmm. So, that is also their job. If you don't look your best, you're not doing your job. Right, okay. I think I look, like, fine, but apparently I... I mean, I'm also in a different market. Like, I'm in England. Like, people are smaller here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've been I'm told... an exception. Yeah, because you're huge. Um, I've been told that I'm too big, like, pretty much my whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been, like, too fat or, like, too tall or to something mm-hmm. um i'm sure like other models have the same experience but you know i was never like a body guy like i don't have like six pack and huge chest and i was never like a little like alien boy yeah i was always kind of in the middle mm-hmm. like i'm really broad and i'm tall mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i don't know i think you know i had an agent for about 10 years who used to call me piggy <laughs> It's funny when I say it out loud because I'm like, that is so insane. It's so insane. It's also like an insane thing to like be a person who like represents male models and like Mm -hmm. make them feel horrible about themselves. Like that's also I'm realizing is insane. Yeah. Um, You know, so they would like I remember like one year I made no money because they're like, you're too fat. We're not going to get you any jobs. Um one year I made like a ton of money and they're like, well, you finally look good. So I think the whole thing is toxic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also an insane thing to make money off of the way you look. Yeah. Like I've never done anything for the world. You know what I mean? Like you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fake job. Is there like some element of like, I mean, I'm assuming when I say this, but is there some element of guilt that you feel? In terms of, like, you're kind of contributing to, like, maybe other people feeling bad about their bodies. I never thought about that because I've always felt so bad about my own. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, people, people see we're just shown, like, I mean... You know, they're making an effort now, I guess, f- to have, like, plus-sized models, which, like, in most cases, like, they're not even plus-size, really. Mm. Um, also, but like, plus-size, like, it's so... That, that term? It's, like, so mm-hmm. fashion to do that. It's mm-hmm. so, like, dumb. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, there's, like, that element of, like... Because I, 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 for a long time, kind of worked in, 
advertising, like fashion advertising, mm-hmm. um, where I was like on the other other side of the camera, right? Shooting models. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, with a camera, and um, I felt this like element of guilt that I like I was not I was not contributing to the world. In fact, I was contributing to the world in kind of a bad way. I don't feel guilt. Mm -hmm. I think I did what I had to do in my life to survive. I think modeling has given me so much. You know, it like paid me well. Mm -hmm. It has given me like incredible opportunities. I've traveled the world. I know so many people because of modeling. But I feel like I should have just done something else from the get-go. Like, I'm at a point now with it where I wish I never did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I feel like I wasted 15 years of my life. Do you feel like it's caused you, like, a lot of... Well, I know that it has, but can you kind of talk about the permanent damage that it's caused in terms of, like, your relationship with your own body? Yeah, of course. So, I... We should probably say as well, anybody who struggles with, like, disordered eating, um, body dysmorphia, just a trigger warning, that is something we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Good good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, I'm a guy who can't take off his shirt at the beach. Mm-hmm. Even now. Yeah. I can't do it. Um... I'm a guy who I have like a really rigorous diet and then I just binge. Same. I'm a guy who won't drink beer Mm -hmm. or I drink 12. You know, I, I don't even know the last time I loved my body. Even when I'm like 10 pounds lighter than I am now, 15 pounds lighter and I look like death, I still am like fat in my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. It's weird because I'm the same. I'm the same way, and like we kind of, you know, we we joked on like another episode that like I've kind of got like a six pack, four pack thing going on, but still, I'm the same. Where I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm, and like I've had a f- like gender affirming surgery, top surgery to feel better about my body and like Mm -hmm. I think from a lot of people's perspective I should be like really happy Mm -hmm. with with my body and still I'm not satisfied yeah due to body dysmorphia and like all of that stuff I mean like I can't even really think back to like why or how that even began in my life Mm -hmm. um because I was actually joking guys I was not i didn't have a modeling career. I know it's hard to believe. What? Yeah, I was I wasn't a model. Um but yeah, I I don't e- I can't even think back to when I started thinking about it. But I think it was like super normalized um in my family anyway to just like really openly comment on people's weights. Yeah, so my family it's like the opposite like um, there's like a lot of obesity in my family mm-hmm. and like I always got made fun of for being like skinny. Right. And, um, 
you know, then I'd go to work and I was fat. And like, mm. I think my mom made me go on a diet when I was like 15. Oh, really? Yeah. Because my agents were like, he's too fat. I can't believe you saw it at 15. That's insane. I would never let Max model. Yeah. Ever. Well, hold on. We have to like switch the camera set up right now. No time for a commercial break. Time for a commercial break. But we will talk about that a little bit more because I think that's a really interesting perspective as a model dad. Mm. With a child. That well, I guess I'm not a model dad anymore. Retired. And, and we'll talk more about that after the, after the break. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. Girls say. Boys say. We're back. We're back. So before we had that little break, you um, you dropped a little bit of a bomb. Did I? Yeah, it was kind of like, you know when you're in therapy and there's like, your therapist is like, okay, well... We're coming towards the end now. We have like two minutes left. (laughs) And you tell them like the deepest, darkest secret. I don't do that personally, but I get what you mean. People do that. It's like a um, technique. It's like called like door handle something. I don't do that either. I'm like very candid about all the really dark things. I know. I feel like I start off dark. Um, But that was kind of like that where (laughs) you just, you kind of just drop that into conversation, which is. Retiring your career of 17 years in the modeling industry? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, man. So what's what's going on with that? I just feel like, although... I mean, first and foremost, when I started modeling, I always said I want to quit modeling before it like quits me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be one of these people that are still like, Hey, is there jobs? And like, they're like, no, nobody loves you anymore. Yep. And you have to like start getting desperate and making TikToks, you know? Yeah. Like all the youngsters are doing in the, in the modeling industry now. I just feel like even though I'm still working, even though I still have clients who like, like me, um, I'm just really unhappy. I don't feel good Mm -hmm. when I do it. Mm -hmm. I feel really bad about myself. I feel like I am always. I'm setting a timer, by the way. I'm not just like on my phone whilst you're pouring your heart out. You're like, yeah, cool, time. man. No worries. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Tell me more about your how unhappy you are. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> um, no, and I just, you know, I'm sick of waiting around for money. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of waiting around to know if I'm going to work this month. Um. I'm sick of people talking about my body. I'm sick of feeling uncomfortable in my body. Well, that's the big one is the, that's what we have been talking about. Obviously this episode is I think how much like mental turmoil your career has caused you because like, you know, there's been times where you've been on a shoot and we've been texting Mm -hmm. and like it's just chaos, like the way that you feel and the way, yeah. like the messages I receive from you. Yeah. When you have a, sh- like even the days before. Yeah. When you're like shooting, you were just like, when you go to a fitting or whatever, you are just like spiraling. Mm-hmm. And I like, I see it like. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I don't feel like 
for me at this point as a 32 year old man who has a child Mm -hmm. that this job is appropriate for me anymore Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm i need to grow up a little bit yeah i agree (laughs) in more ways than one (laughs) no but it's for real like you know all my friends are like killing in, in their careers because they spent the last 17 years working their way up and you know i don't have any skills man like i don't know how to do anything i've just been modeling my whole life i mean i would give yourself more credit than that I yeah think like you know now i have like consulting and i have like writing and things i get paid for that isn't modeling and i'm, I'm very grateful for the fact that i think modeling brought me that mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day it's like you know i'm on a shoot and i just like w- am destroying myself and it's just i just don't know what the point of that is anymore yeah and we kind of like touched on how that affects your relationship with max yeah yeah um and how like well i mean you know if you're not a happy miles if you're not happy in yourself you can't really be a happy parent yeah you know here's a story so like I always like lift up my shirt and like check myself out um just after years of being told I was like fat by my agents um I always like have to like make sure I look okay and you know I didn't realize I was doing this in front of Max and one day someone asked her I think like her grandmother asked her if she wanted something to eat and she was like no and lifted up her shirt and sucked in her belly like fully miming what she sees her dad do. Right. And I was like, that is so bad. Mm-hmm. What am I doing to this child? You hadn't told me that before. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, I mean, Max does that a lot. She just, like... Well, I mean, little kids also, like, suck in their stomach and they, like, do weird well, stuff. Well, no, but she o- she's always, like, showing her belly. Yeah, like, I try to make her feel really comfortable in her body. Yeah. Like, this sounds so weird, but we have this thing called, like, naked time, where I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, time to be naked, and she just, like, runs around naked. But, mm-hmm. like, man, I don't think I've walked around my house with my shirt off, let alone naked, since I was probably 10. Whoa. Yeah. That's, like, wild. I don't even sleep with the shirt off. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the exact same. Really? Mm-hmm. Like... I go to the beach and I keep my shirt on until I'm about to get in the water. And then when I get out, I put it right back on. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same position, not like due to my modeling career. I didn't, surprisingly, I didn't have one. (laughs) Um, It's due to like, I think because I've had like gender reaffirming surgery. um, So I've had like top surgery. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's this, like, I, at least I went in, I was under the impression that, like, it was just going to be like, yep, this is going to fix everything. Right. I'm never going to be sad again. Mm-hmm. And, like, still, like, I'm not in a place where I'm, like, super stoked with my body. Yeah. And of course, like, it makes, it's made a world of difference in terms of, like, being able to look in the mirror and being able to, like, shower every morning and have a sense of like gender euphoria mm-hmm. but in terms of like my body as is i still really struggle with body dysmorphia and like 
just how like I don't know how like distorting it is. Yeah, I mean, it's weird when you have body dysmorphia because like you're seeing something that no one else sees, and it's really hard to explain. You know, like I don't look in the mirror, like watch our clips, and like see a guy who's modeled for seventeen years. I see like this slob, and um, I I I see job not when I. When I see me, mm-hmm. I see Jabba the Hood. Right. That's what I see. It's interesting. You know, and I think I'm just at a point, man, where, like, I'm so tired. Like, I'm so exhausted by it. Like, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to understand what it's like to, like, love my body. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to do that. Not since I was, like I said, like, you know. I mean, even when I was, like, eight or nine, I still had this problem because it was, like, everyone was always telling me to model, like, since I was, like, little, little, little. And it was always, like, yeah, but he should lose a little weight and he'll do so well. Like, you're telling, like, a 10-year-old this. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I <laughs> I grew up in this. In my family, um, it's always been a really super normal thing. For people to just, like, comment on your body and, mm-hmm. like, if you've lost weight or if you've gained weight. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, either w- either one is, like, super damaging. And that's, like, really something I think a lot about with Max, right? It's just, like, people always ask me or they tell me, rather, they're like, oh, her mom's a model, her dad's a model, like, she's going to be a supermodel. And I'm like, hell, no, she's not. Like... Look, if she wants to model, like, I can't stop her. But she's definitely not doing it till she's 18. Like, I would never let her do it as a child. Um, mm-hmm. And and there's no shame in people that do that, because I know a lot of people whose kids are models. But, like, for me personally, like, I won't allow how I feel about myself to be passed on to another generation. No. Like, or so, or, like, I'm going to try my best to not. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, like she might want to, I don't know, but like I already told all of my agents, I was like, do not even talk to her about modeling. Mm-hmm. I want her to go to school, like, or just do something, like, have an interest. Yeah, like, do what she wants to do. Yeah, like, do but something she's... real, something tangible. Because mm-hmm. this lifestyle, it's just, it's not real, man. It's not tangible. Well, like I said to you earlier, like, it's really. It's over-sensationalized. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do, too. I think people think that, like, you can just, like, oh, I'm six foot. I could just be a model and make a million dollars. And mm-hmm. it's, like, you can't. Well, you said something to me about a lot of your career can be, like, um, well, your career can't be attributed to it. But, like, part of your career was, like, being big on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a place that, re- like... Dude, shout out Tumblr, though. Shout out Tumblr, but, like, you caused people a lot of problems. Who did? Not you, Tumblr. Uh, yeah. Um, I yeah, think that's I mean, a place where, like, modeling and heroin chic and... When the internet first broke like that, mm-hmm. like, really, like, you know, after MySpace, and there was, like, this mm-hmm. fanning out of people. I mean, I don't know, maybe it existed before, but, like, at least my era, it was Tumblr. Mm-hmm. People got weird, man. Like, what way? 
I remember like I'd be walking down the street and like girls would come up to me and like tell me about my Tumblr that they started for me and like one time this guy said this one thing to me that actually like really like made me feel good. He was like, you know, I came up and I like was really into fashion and like I didn't look like any of the models and like when you came around like it made me feel like I was beautiful because you weren't just like this like normal model. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was kind of a cool thing to say, but, like, that that was because of Tumblr. But, like, I think that this frantic, like, everyone wants to be famous thing, it's, like, modeling is, like, the first step. Like, everyone's, like, oh, I'll be a model, and then I'll become an actor, and then I'll, like, blow up. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, like, no, it's not like that. No. Like, no one cares about models, man. Like, no one's, like, sitting there being, like, oh, my God, did you hear Miles Garber did J. Crew? Like, no one gives a Mm -hmm. shit. That's the thing. That's, like, this is this, like, over Like, this is what I mean by over-sensationalized. Like, people really think that like everyone cares about models because they in their brain they think model and they think Bella Hadid. Right. They think like in their brain that's what models are. But yeah, like it's like less than a percent of modeling. Yeah. There's like five people who are born into the right family, who got the right surgeries, who do the right shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> you can't you can't compare to that. No, and I think that like people just don't realize how like restrictive modeling can be and like man i remember one time i was doing fashion week Mm -hmm. talk about restrictive i'm backstage at a show i used to do like a lot of runway Mm -hmm. when i was younger um and these girls were swallowing cotton balls what what do you mean swallowing cotton balls so they wouldn't be hungry Oh my god. Yeah, this is like the stuff I grew up around. But that's like Dude, my agent used to like come up to me and like pinch my fat and he was like, Wow. And he'd call me piggy. That's like <laughs> it's just so It's abuse. <laughs> it's straight up abuse. It's abuse and it's like it, it just isn't in my eyes anyway, and I know that like there's a lot of people who want to go down that path, but like it's not worth that. It's just not. I mean, you know, that's that's your opinion. I, I share in the opinion that I, I think instead of trying to be famous or a model, like, you should be interested in something. Like, I wish I went to school for marine biology. Like, I really do. I I grew up wanting to be a marine yeah, biologist, Yeah, like, I too. just wish I was, like, that guy. Or, like, whatever. Like, I wish I had that trajectory in hindsight. Like, Again, I'm so grateful for so much modeling has given me. What, like body dysmorphia? No, like I've traveled the world. I've made money. I've been able to support myself. I've made like great friends. But it's like at what cost? You know, I think maybe I would have done that anyways. Possibly, but I think that like the important thing is that you for the past however many years have been thinking about retiring from modeling. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for, like, over five years. Mm-hmm. Which is a long time to yeah, kind of, like, time. mull something over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that, like, maybe this is the right time now, especially when you're in a journey where, like, I do think that 
right now you're kind of in like a healing journey. I'm, I'm trying to. And I think it's important to not have something that that's so detrimental in your life mm. towards like your mental health. Cause I know that I know that modeling is. Yeah, and I think I think I'm ready to move on. It's scary though. It's like super scary. Yeah. Like I, it's all I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's all I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm also getting to that age, man, where it's like, what I'm gonna be forty, like chasing modeling jobs. Like that's insane to me. Yeah. Maybe it's possible, but like, no. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather like go back to school or like do something else. Yeah. Like I'm doing something else. Yeah, and I think that like, like I've said before, we're kind of gonna have to start like wrapping up. But I think that. Both of us doing this together, um, call me Dada, mm-hmm. and also just like being friends in general, has opened me up to a place where like I feel like I can talk about having body dysmorphia. Yeah. Whereas like, I think I started having it when I was like fourteen or fifteen, and I felt like a lot of shame in that. Yeah, and and man, same. And I think it's like something that men don't really talk about. Like we're not. You you know, like, we're not used to, like, looking at each other and being like, do I look fat? Like, you know, in the movies, like, we weren't taught that. And then, like, also, all you see is these, like, freaking stallions. Like, six-pack and, like, they only eat, like, raw meat. And, like, how can you compete with that? Like, I don't have the time for it, personally. Yeah. I can't work out three times a day. Like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. You know, I work out, but I'm also like, some days I'm like, I don't want to fucking work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's like, I don't know. We're, we're I think we're both in a stage where we're being a little bit healthier and easier on ourselves. Yeah, and I think it makes you look better in a way, too, when you're just like, you know, my friend told me his nutritionist, he, you know, he has like an eating thing as well. Um just like me, and he was like, he went and started a nutritionist, and he was like, his nutritionist taught him this saying that was like, never hungry, never full. And I loved that, because I was like, wow, like, I don't know how many years I've spent hungry. Just like, so hungry. And I love that, like, never hungry, never full. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's cool. It's like, oh, be, like, satiate yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's super important in, like, your mental health as well. I mean, I'm no scientist, but, like, people talk a lot about the gut biome and how it's a second brain and Mm -hmm. everything. And I do think that that, like, largely contributes to your mental health. Yeah. The way that you eat and making sure that you eat enough. Because I think that, like, both of us have talked about it before. We've gone through stages of, like, we'll eat, like, next to nothing in a day, or, like, we'll go for a stage where within, like, an hour we eat everything that's in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and that's another thing I'm just, like, I'm just really, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. I'm done feeling this way. I'm done acting this way. Mm-hmm. I'm done in general. Like, I just, I'm so sick of it. And I, I don't think it's healthy for my family, you know, it's just, it's not healthy for my family. It's not healthy for my brain. Like, 
you know, I really have to watch my brain because my brain isn't, it doesn't work properly anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I Same, have to, dude. you know, like, I have to be mindful of these things. And, yeah, it's part of my journey to recovery is, I think, quitting this thing that's so abusive in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, dude, I want to say, like, shout out to my agents that I do have that, like, you know, like, I have great agents. Like, mm-hmm. they're really good at their job and, like, they really care about me and it's not their fault. I had an abusive agent for 10 years. It's not their fault that like, I don't have the body of like an Adonis, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and they're just doing their job, but it's like no shame and no anger towards anyone. It's just more like I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing is like, I'm just ready to like take the power back in my life. Yeah. Cause I have no power in modeling. Like people are like, "Oh yeah, like you should call your agency and just like tell them to get you a bunch of jobs." I'm like, "That's just not yeah, it's not how the way it works. It's not the way <laughs> like, it goes. Like no one is in control of this thing. So it's like I'm ready to just have control of my life. And that's also like eating. Yeah. Well, I think it's a really courageous move, and it's a huge step in your life. And I'm proud of you for taking it, and I'm proud that you've been able to talk about it openly on here um and yeah is there anything you want to say to kind of wrap it up Mm-mm. nothing just i'm mic just drop. like yeah like mic drop why don't you <laughs> no <laughs> drop the mic and walk out of the <laughs> okay well thank you guys for listening yeah thanks for listening see you next episode see you in the next episode i guess we'll high five that's a new thing that yeah, you yeah i do. really love the high five And yeah, we love you and we'll see you in the next step. Peace. Peace.